Welcome to the Encounter Church Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you as you grow your faith and your relationship with Jesus. Grab your notebook and a pen as we get right into the message. Well, as you walked in this morning, did you notice anything different in the lobby or anything different on the stage this morning? Yeah, there's flags. Some of you like, there was flags? Yes, there's flags all over the place out there. And the reason for that is today and next week, we're going to take some time and we're going to talk about missions. Now, why are we taking the time to talk about missions? Why is that important? Why is it vital that we as a church um, take moments like this to dive into missions? That's what I want to help us discover today. But the the skinny on it is this. We celebrate missions. We invest in missions because that's the heart of God. How do I know that missions is the heart of God? Well, two verses that really show it to me. Number one, God so loved the world that he gave. So God loves the world, right? That he sacrificed everything and sent Jesus to die on the cross. That's missions. And number two, before Jesus left this earth and ascended back to heaven, one of the last things he said to us was, go and make disciples. Tell everyone everywhere of the good news of Jesus Christ. That's why we talk about missions. That's why missions is so very important. That's why we as a church support on a monthly basis over 70 missionaries that make an impact in this world, quite honestly, all around the world. Now, the mission theme for 2023 is this, Christ among us. This is the theme of the Assemblies of God Missions Endeavor for the year 2023. Every Assemblies of God church all across the United States, at some point in time this year, will focus in on this missions theme, Christ among us. But what does that mean? Well, let's look at the text today. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. It says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in the triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Now, what I want to do this morning is take a moment to really dive deep into this section of Scripture to help us truly understand what does it mean that Christ is among us? What does it mean that we are spreading this fragrance? What does it mean that, that we truly are that fragrance of Christ to the world, both the saved and the unsaved? I want to look at the foundation that all of this is built upon this morning. First off, Paul utilizes imagery in this scripture, the image, Im, uh, imagery of a Roman general's parade of a victorious battle. Are we seeing this? Look at this. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in a triumphal procession. So the army just won. They had a battle. They were victorious. And now the Roman general will have a parade throughout the community to celebrate that victory. But he doesn't just drive 
through the or mosey through the community. He's got the incense, the fragrance burning, and that smell that lingers in the air is a reminder to everyone that we are victorious. But here's the deal. It's a reminder to those that are saved and those that are perishing. It's a fragrance as a constant reminder of the victory in our lives. Therefore, our text is declaring to you and to me this morning as Christ is among us, that we are to move forward in a triumphal procession, declaring to the world the good news, the sweet fragrance of Jesus Christ. This is mission. This is our mission. And according to Jesus, in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, it goes something like this. Go everywhere in the world and tell the good news to everyone. That's the sweet fragrance in the air. The good news of Jesus. It's taking the time to spread that good news to one and all, to be a reminder to those that are victorious, those that are saved, those that are on the right path of the good news of Christ, but also to serve as a reminder of what God wants to do in the life of those that are perishing. Now, what do I mean by those that are perishing? The Bible says it this way, for the wages of sin is death. In other words, what we deserve by the life that we live on our own, what we deserve by the actions that we take each and every day is eternal separation from God. Boy, that's not very encouraging, right? No, that's not encouraging part of it at all. But there's some good news. The good news is this, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is what? Eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the good news. That's the fragrance that we are to spread to the world around me. That God so loved the world that Jesus came, willfully gave himself on the cross of Calvary so that you and I could be forgiven. Because truth be told, not a single one of us on our own, not a single one of us in our own ability is good enough. Come on, does anybody ever mess up? Come on, anybody in the house ever mess up? Okay, about half of you raised your hand, the rest of you just did. Yeah, because every one of us falls short. The Bible says that we all sin. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Some of you messed up on your way to church this morning. It's the truth. Some of you had a rough week. But thanks to God for the grace, the mercy, the forgiveness for the price that Jesus paid on the cross of Calvary, the hope that's been set before us. Folks, I want you to understand, that's the sweet fragrance that you and I, the disciples of Christ, the followers of Jesus, that's the fragrance we must share with the world. We have in our possession the greatest news of all times. Yet, Yet here's the problem. 
too often I hear Christians say things like this, well, I'm just going to keep it to myself. That, that my relationship with God's a personal relationship. Can I just tell you, I don't know what Bible you're reading, but it's not the same one I am. Because the Word of God says that we're to make public, to make known the good news of Christ. Is it going to be easy? No. Are you possibly going to get some ridicule? Absolutely. In fact, the Bible tells us, are you ready for this one? This is some great news. The Bible tells us people are going to hate you because of Christ. It's the truth. Why? Why are they going to hate you because of Christ? Because they don't understand the sweet fragrance. They don't understand the good news of Jesus. They can't comprehend this, this idea of grace and mercy and, and, and love. They, they, they can't wrap themselves around, why would you want to forgive me? Why, why would God love me so much that he would send his son to die? I don't understand that. I can't wrap myself around that. That doesn't make any sense. The world doesn't understand because they perverted this idea of love. To them, love is, what can I get out of this? What's in it for me? And that's not the love of God. The love of God says, what can I do for you? What can I do to help you? What can I do to bring you out of the mess you're in? Love is not tolerating the sin. Love is bringing them out of the sin. Come on. We gotta move on. I'm way off my notes. The good news of Christ, the sweet fragrance of Jesus. That's what you and I are called to share with the world. The news that we're not trapped in a dead-end spiral of life, but that Jesus made a better way. And I can't wait for the Sunday before Easter, Palm Sunday, April 2nd. You need to be here because that message is going to be incredible. I've been working on it this week. And we're going to dissect the love that God has for us. And what does that love look like? It involves a better plan. It involves a better way, and that plan includes Christ among us. But what does this idea of missions look like in our day-to-day -day life? In our minds, we're not called to be a missionary. You know, a missionary we picture as somebody that, that maybe goes to a third world country. They uproot their family. I was just talking to a young couple um, a week and a half ago that are on their way to Vanuatu. And, and they're going to be in some conditions that are pretty rough. And, and she's never been there before. He's been there. And, and she's like, I don't even know what the food is like, but we're all in. We're going on this journey. We, we think missions, we think that remote tribe someplace that's never seen a person from America. But can I just tell you that missions is so much more than that? Missions is being the light in the midst of darkness. Let me ask it this way. Is there darkness outside these walls? Absolutely there is. At the workplace, at the grocery store, in your neighborhood, perhaps even in your house. So, so missions begins right here and right now. So for the next few moments, I want to process through what is the opportunity that we have? What is the role 
that God wants us to play in this idea of missions. Because truth be told, every one of us has a role to play. Every one of us has been called by God to make an impact when it comes to missions. Agree or disagree? Agree. Absolutely. Therefore, go. We'll talk about this scripture in just a second. Let me give you some statistics from our area. In Sedalia alone, just the city limits of Sedalia, current population is 21,809. Of that 21,809, 39.6% of them claim no affiliation with God whatsoever. That means outside this wall, there are 8,636 people that are ready to split the gates of hell wide open because they don't have the good news of Christ. They haven't received the sweet fragrance. That's a problem. We got a campus in Warrensburg. Let's look at the numbers there. 61.5% of Warrensburg population, 19,638. Of that 19,638, 12,077 people claim no affiliation with God whatsoever. Folks, that's not counting the county. That's not counting all of these smaller communities all around us. That's just in the city limits of where our churches are. Don't tell me that we're doing enough. Don't tell me that the church is spreading the sweet fragrance enough because we're not. Oh, we're doing our part, a portion. We're trying to make an impact. We're trying to make a difference. We're trying to be a light, but can I just tell you, it's time that we, the church, begin to spread that sweet fragrance of Jesus to the world that's so far from him. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 says it this way, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. Church, if we want to see a a generous harvest, of people, then guess what? We've got to get outside these walls and spread the seed generously. We've got to get outside these walls and represent Jesus to the best of our ability. I wonder, is your life an encouragement for somebody to come to know Christ? Or is your life a hindrance for somebody. Come on, think about that just for a moment. Because your life is going to do one of, one of two things. You're either going to draw people toward Christ or you're going to push them further away from him. Because if they know that you're a Christian, they're watching your actions. They're watching what you're going to do. They're watching how you're going to respond. What sort of fragrance are you spreading for the kingdom of God? Is it the victorious, sweet aroma of the good news of Christ? See, this mission that we have before us, it's a perpetual mission. It's an ongoing, never-ending mission. And here's the deal. Missions is more than a task assignment given by God to all who call themselves Christians. It's the reason the church exists. 
I've had people ask me over the last several years, Pastor, what do you attribute the growth at Encounter Church to? to? Why do you think the church has grown? I say it's two things. One, we began investing in missions. Two, we began investing in our community. That's it. It's an ongoing process. It's why we exist. Our mission as a church is to love, reach, and empower all people, not just those that are inside these walls, but those in our community, those everywhere. We must tell them the good news with every resource possible. So today, let's take a look at our text a little deeper. Three truths to God's missional call. Number one is this. God always leads the way. Come on. God always leads the way. Now, now that's a choice. God doesn't have to lead the way. But when we willfully allow God to lead, he takes charge. For many in this room, for those that are watching online today, this idea of personally being a part of missions, it's scary. But remember that before Jesus gave us this command to go everywhere and tell everyone the good news, he passed his authority on, he passed the power onto us. Look what it says in Matthew 28, 18. I have given all authority in heaven and on earth. He says, I've been given it all. He identifies the fact that he's been given this authority, and then he goes on instantly after that. He says this, therefore, go. I've been given the authority. I have the power. I have the authority. Now take it and go. There's an inferred you before this word go. Therefore, you go. You have been called, you have been authorized by God to carry this sweet fragrance, this sweet aroma of victory to a broken world. And I believe that he mentioned to them of his authority and he reminded them of their ability because one verse earlier in verse 17, he says that some of them were doubting. Now maybe you're here today and and you have your doubts. You don't see how missions can be something that, that you could do. You don't seem to have the skill set. You don't have the financial availability. You don't have the confidence in yourself. You're not sure that you've got the head knowledge that you need. Can I simply remind you that God doesn't make mistakes? He knows your skill set. He knows your ability, he knows your inability, and he still calls you. Come on, look at that. He knows everything about you, and he still calls you. What he wants from each of us today is our obedience. He doesn't say in this verse, I've been given all authority, I've been given all power, now you and you and you and you and you go, you guys stay back. But he calls all of us to a mission 
greater than ourselves as he leads the way. Look what it says in our text again today in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. He doesn't set you and I up for failure, yet he leads the way, he paves the way for us. As we pursue this idea of missions, I believe that God will continue to lead us in his triumphal procession. Again, missions is not just that missionary in the remote tribe, in the small village of Africa. Missions begins in your backyard. Missions is that Chi Alpha missionary, that that missionary that's been called to the the college campus, investing in in our students, in our secular universities. By the way, we're working really, really, really hard to get a Chi Alpha going at UCM, but I got some good news. We've already begun a Bible study and investment in our college students at UCM. Amen. Amen. We don't have a Chi Alpha missionary yet, but I called Chi Alpha just a couple of weeks ago just to touch base and see where we are. And they said, hey, we're really trying to find somebody that wants to come in your direction, that wants to do this. And I said, well, here's the deal. We're not waiting for you. We're starting without you. You can join us when you're ready. Because there are students that are cycling through the college at UCM that are lost without Jesus Christ. They're going to be future leaders. They're going to be people that impact our culture and our society. We've got to begin to move now. We can't wait for a later time. We got, can't wait for a later opportunity. Now is our moment. Now is our opportunity. We've got to invest in our students. And we've already begun that process. Missions includes a family right out of our church Tara and Carrie Keys that God called to the mission field and now they're making preparations at language school and they're heading to Bolivia. Missions is reaching into our communities and starting campuses or extensions of this location. We're going to continue to branch out and we'll talk more about that in a few moments. But here's what I want you to understand this morning. It's not in our ability, it's not in our strength that we make it in this idea of mission. It's through allowing God to lead us every step of the way. And when we do that, come on, look at this. When we do that, when we allow him, when we follow his lead, when we follow in instant obedience, he will lead us in a triumphal procession of a victory march. There'll be a sweet fragrance of the good news of Christ. Why? Because Christ is with us. I want to share with you a couple of missionary videos this morning throughout the message. Uh, one of our missionaries is Jerry Harris. Jerry is with uh, Reach Missouri Network. Their goal is to impact communities all across Missouri. In fact, they have a lofty goal of launching 60 churches in the next few years, 20 in Kansas City, 20 in St. Louis, and 20 in the rural community. And we're going to partner with them in this process. But take a look at what Jerry has to say. Hi, I'm Jerry Harris, founder and president of Reach Missouri Network. Um, Thank you so much, Encounter Church and Pastor Chris Gray and the leadership team for your faithful prayers and your financial support. God is doing some wonderful things throughout the state of Missouri, and we're happy to be right in the middle of it. The last six years, we've seen 15 new church starts uh, that we've assisted and helped. Uh, We use a biblical process 
that we do mentoring, and we do the accounting, we do all the legal, we do coaching. And these churches are thriving, they're growing. Uh, we're grateful for what God has done in them. And not only that, the stories of lives being changed. We have an aggressive goal, so we need your continued support uh, of the coming years. We believe we can plant 20 new churches in St. Louis, 20 in Kansas City, and 20 in our rural communities in the state of Missouri. We're already well on our way. Uh, this year, we have five in the pipeline. We have three potential new starts in the St. Louis area, one in Kansas City, and one that will be launching this fall in Appleton City. Again, thank you, Encounter Church. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your financial support. And especially thank you, my good buddy, Pastor Chris Gray. God bless. Have a great day. We're going to do our part. Fall of 2023 or spring of 2024, somewhere in that vicinity, we're going to launch our next location. I'm going to ask you to assist us with this. We need you to pray. Pray that God will give wisdom and direction. Why? Because we want God to lead us in this triumphal procession. We don't want to do this by ourselves. I'm going to ask, ask you to be faithful in your prayer. I'm going to ask you to give, to give to our church plant fund to help us to make an impact to launch this campus. I'm going to ask some of you to be boots on the ground to go with this launch. Two years ago when we launched our Warrensburg campus, we had about 35 people from here get up and go and help us launch that campus. As much as I hated to see them not here every Sunday, I know they're still part of us and they're reaching a new community for Christ. We're going to do that again and again and again and again. Why? Because people are lost and dying without Jesus. They need somebody to reach them. Our second truth is this. God has a plan for each of us. God's going to lead us, and then God has a plan for each of us. Look what it says in the latter portion of verse 14. And through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Did you see that? Through us, through you, and you, and, and you, and those watching online, through each of us, God is spreading this fragrance, this good news of Jesus Christ. I wonder, are you truly allowing God to use you as he desires? Now, I'm happy to tell you, in 2022, uh, I just got the annual report this week, Encounter Church as a whole gave approximately $71,000 to missions. Isn't that incredible? That's because people like you, people like me, joined together. We gave to our legacy giving. It allowed us to support our now 73 missionaries and missions endeavors that we support on a, on a monthly basis. Missions isn't just something we do as a church. Missions it's who we are. It involves every single one of us. Why? Well, our fourth core value says this. We are all about the mission. Now, it really struck me a couple weeks ago as I was processing this statement, we're all about the mission, and I realized it almost has a double meaning. We are all about the mission. In other words, we're all in. We're 100% in this thing. We're moving forward in this mission, but it also means that we're all about the mission. Every single one of us in the room has a, a role to play 
an opportunity to invest, a difference to make. Our missions giving should be above and beyond our regular legacy giving. I'm going to challenge you um, this year, make a new commitment. Some of you have never given extra in your legacy giving. You've never given extra for missions, and I want to challenge you, make that sort of commitment this year. Truth number three is this, God has chosen you to reach the world. See, God will lead us. God has a plan. And number three, God has chosen you to reach the world. See, not only does God have a plan, but he's called you by name. He's chosen you to be his instrument of spreading this good news, this fragrance to a broken world. In verse 15 of our text, it says, For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Now, now listen carefully this morning. God can have a plan, but until we, until you and I implement that plan, it has no effect on the world around us. Come on. From the beginning of time, God had a plan. God saw a need. He sent Jesus. Jesus lived 33 and a half years on this earth. A sinless life. Died on a cross for a people that, truth be told, didn't deserve it. Not one bit. Yet as he hung on the cross, what did he say? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Out of love, out of grace, out of mercy, he gave it all. And then he rose from the grave, and before he ascended to heaven, he looked at the crowd that day, and he says, I've been given all the power. I've been given all authority. Therefore, go. You see, God can have a plan all day long. But until you and I grab a hold of that plan, it makes no difference. But once we step in, come on, once we step up, God begins to use us in ways that we never imagined. Now, grab a hold of this. The Roman general had to light the incense in order for that incense to have an effect as they journeyed through the community. If they never lit the incense, there would have been no fragrance. It would have just been a parade. But because they lit the incense, because they allowed that fragrance to consume the area, it affected those that were being saved, those that were perishing. As we wrap up this morning, I want to share three things for you to consider. Three opportunities that I want you to grab a hold of. Number one, as we pursue this idea of missions, will you pray? 
Will you join us in prayer as we trust God to lead us in this triumphal journey? Will you pray for our missionaries? We support, like I said, 72 missionaries or missions endeavors. But truth be told, there are so many more missionaries. I get calls from missionaries on a regular basis, wanting support, needing support, wanting to fulfill God's call. Would you pray for them? Would you pray that God will go before them, that God will make a way? Would you pray that God will lead us in our next steps as a church as we reach beyond these walls? God, what does that look like? Lord, what do future campuses look like? Lord, what do future leaders look like? Lord, would you lead the way? The second thing I'm going to ask of you is, will you not only pray, but will you give? See, reaching the world takes that green stuff. It does. It allows our missionaries to purchase Bibles. It allows our missionaries to have transportation, to travel from village to village. What role would God have you to play financially? There's some of you in the room, and you're like, I don't know, Pastor, if I can do anything for missions. I think we could all do something. I see a lot of you drinking $5 Starbucks out there. Or $4 Ozark coffee out there. By the way, Ozark's better than Starbucks all day long. But, but Come on, glory! I feel the presence of God right there. Just got derailed, but we're, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. <laughs> we each have a role to play. For you, it might be, hey, I'm just going to start something. I'm going to give five bucks a month to missions. Some of you, God has blessed you. You can give $50, $100, $200, $500 a month. You can give $1,000 one time. I don't know what, what God's doing in your life, but we could all do something. Would you pray? Would you ask God what your role is going to be? Would you give? And number three, here's a biggie. Would you go? Would you be willing to say, Lord, whatever you have? I mentioned their names a few moments ago, the Keys family. Some of our very own. In fact, their family is still, uh, mom and, and, and dad still, still in the church. But they were on a missions trip with us. And God called them to become missionaries. God may be speaking into your life today and you're like, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know what that looks like. Would you be willing to say, Lord, I make room for you? Whatever you have, Lord, whatever you want to do, I'm going to pray. I'm going to give. And I'm willing to go. I just want to follow after God. Would you bow your heads with me today? Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church podcast. We pray that this message was a blessing and an encouragement to you.